Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On this Saturday morning, 7.09, it's the time that we start talking car care here on A3OWCCO. Danny Long here. Welcoming any kind of a car care question you may have for Nick Stoffel. Nick uh, runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. He happens to be an ASC certified technician there among a bunch of good folks there. Nick, good morning to you. Good morning, Denny. Okay, well, um, <laughs> we're starting to get issues already, I think, with your telephone. We'll see how, if we can make it through. Uh, through this particular segment. But uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you, either by phone or by text. You know the number, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Nick, we already had a bunch of, uh, already early this morning, uh, texts coming in, knowing uh, that uh, you would be on fielding those uh, particular questions. Let's see if we can't grab uh, some here before uh, you, you uh, take your leave. By the way, Nick will take his leave about 7.45 when Jack Farrell steps in. So if you have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. We'd love to hear from you sooner rather than uh, than later. All right, let's see. 
Uh, this one is about uh, a radio. Well, actually, it's more than that. Uh, good morning, uh, Denny and Nick. My radio has stopped working, so the clock and CD player no longer function. Could this just be a fuse? Uh, if not, is this a major fix? Could it be expensive? And does Lloyd's do this kind of uh, repair? How would you feel those questions? Uh, well, it could be a fuse. Um, I, I don't know if it would uh, within the unit itself or the power source to it. So the first thing we'd want to do is check to see if um, we have power to the unit itself. If we do have power, then we know it's internal to it. Typically, there's no repair you can do to a, a radio, um, CD player clock. So it would be replacement. And Lloyd's and honestly, any shop could really replace that for you. You don't need to come all the way to see us, which we'd appreciate. But I would say your regular mechanic or shop would be more than capable to handle that. Yeah, you do that kind of work from time to time. I remember seeing uh, you guys do that work uh, when I happened to be visiting a couple different times. So, yeah, uh, for those uh, folks, and, and Nick, in a moment or two, a few minutes, will give us all the the information. Uh, if you need to get in touch with uh, those good folks, we'll we'll let you know how to do that very thing. Again, uh, any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you, 651-461-9226. Uh, here is another one, little thing. Hi, Nick and Denny, this one says, uh, 2015 Corolla, great car, by the way, Texter says, has never had brake fluid changed. Uh, they, whoever they did, some mechanic, did a test strip on it, and it came back fine, no need to change. The question is, how can this brake fluid still be good after so many years? I would like uh, Nick's take on this. Great show, listen every week. That comes from Mark. Thank you, Mark. What do you think about that, uh, the brake fluid uh, never been changed since uh, it was new in 2015? Yeah, I would say eight. Nine years. Um, test strip is one part of the test, I guess. I wouldn't be surprised if it also was still good after that amount of time. Uh, there's moisture in the air. The brake fluid is hydroscopic, meaning it will absorb moisture um, over time and even dirt, and that's why it becomes discolored. So I would say mm-hmm. it, it might test well with that test, but I would I would just having it re- uh, have it replaced. Okay. Yeah, is there a? I would imagine that uh, the um, maintenance schedule on various car manuals uh, would tell you about that, right? For the most part, absolutely. Like like all services, we recommend on a pretty regular basis check the owner's manual, check the maintenance schedule, which is a very good guide in a timeline. It's not foolproof, but it gives you something to kind of follow. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Another one pops in, says this: For those drivers who take off way too fast at the green light, isn't it a fact that this really wears out the internal components of the engine? I guess I need to hear from an expert about this. Uh, thank you. That comes from uh, Pat. Uh, both ways, those that that if it's a fifty-five mile an hour speed limit and there's a red light coming up, some. <laughs> You see some folks going 55 miles an hour right up to the red light and, and instead of, you know, whatever. But uh, maybe that's a personal choice. What do you think about somebody who just, those jackrabbit starts? You know, kind of like you just referred to, your personal choice. I don't know if it's measurable on wear and tear. Obviously, if you're a more aggressive driver, that's going to, you know, like you mentioned the brakes. You know, if you're coming to a hard stop always, that is going to heat the brakes up more, causing more wear. 
accelerating. I suppose you could say the same thing, but I don't think you're going to wear the engine out prematurely. Um, I, I just think it's back to people who are aware. Accelerating, I suppose you could say the same thing, but I don't think you're going to wear the engine out prematurely. Um, I, I just think it's back to people's preferences and their style. We're all a little different. Plus, if you're going to do some jackrabbit starts, I assume uh, a negative, unless it doesn't matter with your budget, that you might burn a little more fuel? If you're if you're heavy on the gas pedal, you'll definitely be at the pump more often <laughs> filling up. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, again, 651-461-9226. I know we did take a break. Uh, I was going to ask you about, you know, we, we've talked for years at this time of year about uh, we know fall and winter coming up about snow tires, and I'm thinking with this moderate weather. And you and I have talked about snow tires given the, these warm conditions. Uh, are there any issues now this season for people who have had snow tires, let's say, put on in November? You know, it has been a mild winter by winter standards. It's my understanding that it, you know the asphalt is still cold. You know, in the summer months, the asphalt with the sun on it can it's over a hundred degrees. So understand it's been in the 30s, 40s, even hit 50, but that asphalt is still quite cold. The ground is somewhat frozen, so I don't think it's creating any um, additional wear on the snow tires. Um, it's just been a comfortable winter for us, I would say. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm getting a signal here. We need to take a bit of a break, uh, Nick, uh, so stand by. Uh, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive answering any kind of a car care question you may uh, have. Uh, if you want to call in and chat with uh, with Nick, great. If you'd rather just send a text like some folks are doing, that's great too. Uh, one number will get you either, 651-461-9226. Again, don't wait. Nick has to take his leave a little less than a half hour from now. So we'd love to hear from you sooner rather than later. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, 27 degrees now. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We're here every Saturday on the 7 o'clock hour. Thanks to our friends at Lloyd's on Motive. That uh, means specifically Nick Stoffel runs the place. He is an ASC uh, certified technician there, among other a bunch of great folks. Uh, Nick, I'm thinking, as we always like to do for, for maybe people who need some help from Lloyd's, how do we connect with you guys? Absolutely. If anyone ever has a question, needs advice, or Anything related to a car, we can help you. Uh, give us a call, 651-228-1316. And if you happen to be on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, don't uh, don't hesitate to sit and say, tweet in and say hi. Uh, we're at 982 Grand. And if you wouldn't mind, do check out our website at lloydsautomotive.net. And we'll get you that info uh, before Nick leaves us, which is about uh, 745 or so. Uh, this morning. Why don't you call us or text us with any kind of a car care question you may have? 651-461-9226. Texter says this, uh, Nick, 2015 Ford Fusion with a bad motor. It costs $7,500 to fix. Would you recommend a used motor with 95,000 miles or a new block only? Cars in excellent shape now. This is a recall by Ford, but this motor is not covered at this point. Oh boy, what do you think? Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I, I would say uh, it does seem that we do more engine type repairs as the cost of vehicles have gone up. We see, we seem to be doing a lot more major engine replacement or repairs. Um, the used engine is difficult because we don't always know the history. Now, if you do get a good warranty with that used engine, 
all means, I think it's a reasonable option. You can also look into the remanufactured option through Ford themselves. It might be more costly, likely have a better warranty. As the texter said, the vehicle's in great condition, so that path might give you a longer life with the vehicle. Uh, but it's, it's really a matter of budget and uh, the situation, I guess. Sure. All right, let's see. We're getting a bunch more here. Here's the 2015 Optima. And since changing my headlight bulbs, Texas says, for the dim lights only, a couple of months ago, it seems I do not have very much light visibility. They suggest you should get 160 feet of range from your headlights. I certainly don't since the change. Uh, use the suggested halogen bulbs. I need to turn on my running lights or brights to really see at night. Uh, car itself is running fine. Uh, any thoughts on the headlight situation? Well, that's a strange one, I, I guess. Um, a couple of things. As vehicles age, a lot of time there'll be the film that builds up the, um, on the front of the lights that we've all seen. That can be clean or resurfaced or polished, which oftentimes makes those headlights like new again. Other thing is if this is a bulb issue, um, maybe try a different bulb. Um, it could be a power or ground issue also, I guess, saying that if you don't have enough power to the bulb or a good ground, light might actually really be dim. So there's a couple paths here. I would make sure the bulbs are the correct bulbs, make sure there's good power and ground, and then through that film that's kind of created on the front of the headlight lens itself, that can be cleaned or polished and make it like new again. So there's a couple paths here. Nick, can like like in the old days, can uh, these days headlights be adjusted? I mean, is that still a possibility? Or when they come from the manufacturer, they pretty well you know stable where they where they put them in. For the most part, they're pretty well set. There are some adjustments. I would not advise somebody that doesn't have the proper tooling to start adjusting your headlights because you'll start chasing yourself around and not really end up anything better or finding the people coming towards you. So I would leave that for sure to somebody that knows and has the tooling and the, uh, the training to do that. Um, but for the most part, they, they have a couple set screws and they're kind of held in place. Okay. Uh, a lot of electric. Of course, when you and I talk about sporadic, you know, these, these events that, that are here and there, uh, this one comes from a 2011 Toyota Camry. The backup camera is not working. However, Texture says, once in a blue moon, suddenly the camera's working again. Then I put the car back to drive and switch back to reverse. The backup camera stops working again. What could be the problem? Is this an easy fix for this backup camera issue? Sporadic. Erratic. Well, when they're sporadic, it's a good and bad. It's good because we know that there's power there. The question would be, though, is if the camera itself, it's in the elements, it's on the back of the vehicle, it has a lot of salt and things that are hitting it throughout the winter months, we run it through the car wash, the sun. My suspicion is that something in the camera itself, um, and they're not really, I guess we would say repairable, typically it's just like a replacement piece, and it costs, honestly, I have no idea. Um, but they are nice, so I think I would probably do a little research and find out how much that would cost to get it replaced. Um, and there. Okay, we, you cut out there. So I, I, I missed the last yeah. thing you said. Um, i tell you what, let's do that. Well, let's grab another one before we uh, we get to the weather. Hi, Nick. Uh, this texture says, 2011 Grand Caravan, uh, the driver's seat heater challenge. 
Uh, push the button, and it starts, and in colder weather, it turns off in seconds. Sometimes after five to ten minutes of pushing the button, it stays on. <laughs> Sometimes I give up. Any ideas on that uh, erratic situation? So the, the, there's a pad in the seat, you know, and it's kind of like a, an old uh, heating pad that we have at home. Now, the problem is that we sit in our cars, um, get out of the car, so there's a lot of wear and tear on that pad. Likely there's a contact within that pad that's shorting out. So the circuit sees a change in the current, it's going to turn it off. And then we're moving around in the car, and you're hitting the button again. It turns it back on, and you're sitting the right way on the right day. Obviously, everything is fine. As they're saying, often they got to keep hitting the button. That's because the current is changing in that pad, and the circuit sees that, so it shuts itself off. So likely there's a problem within the pad. It's a little complex because you do have to take the seat apart to replace those. And I, you know, it's doable, but it can be a bit costly. All right. Well, let's do this. We'll invite our listeners to join in on the conversation before you head out of here. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, uh, we're going to come back after the weather with uh, some answers for you. So call or text. Our uh, number is the same, 651 651- Four six one nine two two six. We'll uh, have a look at that forecast straight ahead, and then more car care talk here on eight three zero WCCO. Thanks for joining us this Saturday morning in the midst of our car care show. Okay, <laughs> Nick. There's nothing like live radio. It does keep you on your toes. Um, here's our phone number. It happens to be our text number as, as well, 651-461-9226. Uh, we do have some more questions to get answered here, Nick. If you're just joining us, Nick Stoffel, uh, who runs Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, answering again those car care questions for you this morning uh, for uh, about another 10 minutes or so. Uh, let's see. Good morning. This one says, I bought a 2015 Chrysler minivan and the pedal is too responsive. Uh, I didn't say what pedal, but is there any uh, wet pavement or sand on the road? The drive wheels will spin. Is there a way to slow down the response or the acceleration? So it's the gas pedal. Uh, have you ever heard of such a thing, Nick? To be honest, I have not. Um, I was trying to think what what would create such a situation. Uh, maybe different shoes. I, I, no, I don't know. Uh, you know, I... I Different cars have uh, different transmissions, engine setups, gears, uh, ratios. Maybe the tires are a little bit more worn. Maybe that could be a, a potential thing to look at. But, I, you know, as far as adjusting the pedal, the throttle itself, that's all kind of set through the car's computer system. You know, it's all electronic, and there, there isn't really any way to adjust that. But I would I would say my first thought would be look at the tires. Maybe the tires are a little more worn, and you're not getting good traction. Yeah, I guess that, that, that is a good uh, test anyway. Um, speaking of tires, another texter says that there's a large paragraph, but basically what they want to know is how often, and we talk about this, should tires be rotated? So as always, we refer to that owner's manual, and there's a guide in there. But I would say based on where, you know, we talked today even about people driving different styles, accelerating hard, braking hard, uh, your driving style will affect how the tires wear. So based on how they're wearing, 
Uh, and when people come for service at Lloyd's, we'll look at the tires, make a recommendation based on that. If the tires look to be wearing fine, the treads are all where they need to be, we might put it off to the next service. If you're a more aggressive driver, you might be getting them rotated more often. So depending on the wear, um, we'll make a recommendation um, based on that. Okay, very good. Let's grab a phone call, Nick, this morning. Uh, getting uh, Tom is calling in from Elk River. Thank you, Tom. What's your question for Nick? Yeah, I'll try to make this quick. 2011 Honda Pilot uh, 3.5 liter V6. I changed out the front suspension uh, along with lower control arms, all of the sway bar end link um, or the end links, and then ultimately due to the lower ball joint failing in the knuckle, I ended up replacing the knuckle on both sides as well. And when pulling the knuckle off on the passenger side, I ended up separating the CV axle, not the intermediate shaft into the transmission, but the outer axle on the passenger side. I will be honest, I was lazy. I did not want to rebuild it at the time, so I set that aside. I put an aftermarket one in, and now I have the car realigned, and I'm getting a ton of chatter and noise that I never had before. I changed my transmission fluid, looked perfect. I did it about 50,000 miles ago, and I have 264,000 on it now. And the chatter and this noise that is happening will not go away. So ultimately, I'm going to buy a new factory axle for that side because it literally is the only thing that I feel like in the chain that uh, could be allowing to get this chatter and skip while driving. That's my explanation. What do you buy into that? Thank you. You know, I think it's a good plan. You know, the only you know, oftentimes when we have a problem, and I don't know how you directly connect an axle to a chatter in the transmission. So it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't add up. However, like you said, it's the only thing that's different. Um, you know, before we do that, maybe double check axle nut torque. Uh, make sure everything's you know. Give it another visual inspection before you spend you know because I'm sure an original equipment drive axle is quite expensive. So I would just double check my work. Um, that axle nut, maybe loosen it, retorque it a couple times to make sure it's seated properly. Um, but other than that, I think your next plan to get an original equipment axle, it sounds like the best plan. I just don't know how just changing the axle itself uh, would have created that within the transmission, to be honest. So I think you have a good plan. I wish you the best of luck. And maybe once you get this resolved, call us back and tell us how it went. Yeah, that's a great idea, Nick. Yeah, Tom, good luck with that. Sounds like he knows what he's doing there, more more, more than a do-it-yourselfer like me. Uh, so, yeah, Tom, give us a report back if you solve that problem. Let us know the result. Uh, let's grab another phone call while we have some time here. Nick, Barb is uh, calling in from Anoka this morning. Hi, Barb. What is your question for Nick? Well, uh, I have a 2004 Chrysler PT Cruiser, and it's got about 33,000 miles on it only. And I had my tires, new tires put on in 23, and they said maybe I should think about having my wheel bearings done. So what are the telltale signs of wheel bearings going bad? The first thing as a driver that we would notice is some noise. It's all like a humming noise coming from inside the vehicle. Oftentimes, as the bearings will wear, which happens with time, also, from the vehicle sitting, maybe there's a little bit of uh, of rusting on those bearings themselves, and that will create some noise or looseness, which is the other way 
contest. And when the vehicle's in the air, we could look for or feel for a little lateral play in the wheels themselves. So if the, if they were changing the tires, they did a good shakedown, I would call it, and noticed some free play in those bearings, that might be why they're recommending it. The other thing that you can do as the driver is the next time you're driving the vehicle, listen for, a, you know, on a clean, dry pavement. If you hear a humming noise, it's increasing with the speed of the vehicle. That would be a sign that there's something there that might be the wheel bearings being worn. And if if someone lets, uh, I'm thinking of years ago, something happened to me, but if, if someone just lets, if there is a bad wheel bearing, what can happen if somebody just ignores it and just keeps driving? Well, wheel bearings have evolved. Years ago, we could repack them. We would take them apart, clean them, put new grease, and reassemble them. Now they're a complete assembly that's bolted onto the corner, each corner of the vehicle that our tires and brakes attach to. If a wheel bearing is going bad and becoming loose, we ignore it. Ultimately, worst that could happen is the wheel could come off. That's very extreme, and you would have a lot of telltale warnings, noises. Uh, the car would probably be pulling a bit. There would be a lot of very obvious warnings to tell you you need to have that replaced. So you don't want to scare everyone because, you know, the wheel falling off is the worst-case scenario. can happen. That would be an extreme situation where you would have to be really ignoring and neglecting the vehicle. Okay. Uh, let's see if we can grab one more text before we run out of time. Good morning, Nick. Uh, when rotating tires, would it be good practice or recommended to also balance the tires? Not a bad idea. It's it's funny. We buy tires. They last, depending on the vehicle, 50, 60, 70,000 miles. We don't often rebalance them. And wheel weights can come off, you know, through through driving through sleet, snow, and everything else. So I would say you don't have to do it every time you rotate the tires, but every couple of rotations, probably worth the extra few dollars to have them rebalance to help keep them wearing even so you get more life out of the tires. What about alignment? Uh, if someone gets the brand new tires, uh, I mean, is it is it a good idea to get the your whole alignment taken care of if it hasn't been done or hasn't been done for years? With the cost of tires, and they've gone up a lot in the last few years, and alignment is fairly inexpensive. Maybe it's $100, can be more depending on adjustments. But have that set point back with new tires I think is priceless. It'll definitely affect the wear of the tires if your alignment is off. If your alignment is off and your tires become abnormally wear, you can't undo that. So you can have well over $1,000 into tires that have premature wear that you're kind of stuck with until they're gone. So I, I would say the new set of tires, at a minimum, have the alignment measured. If everything's within specification, good. If it needs some adjusting, have it done at that time. Another tire question just came in, and we'll make this the last one before we let you go. Uh, Texture says, I'm due for new tires. A friend made this statement, quote, cheaper tires hug the road better, expensive tires last longer. Is that true, or is he full of hot air? <laughs> well, we've talked about this a lot. You know, personally, I'd like a brand-name tire, and we can all have our preferred brands. I feel that a lot of the off-brand tires that are typically less expensive don't last as long, number one. I think the ride quality, the balance, there's, there's a lot of things that are associated with that. So based on your budget and timing of everything, I would probably stick with a brand-name tire. All right, very good. Uh, we have to take uh, take our leave here. I know we'll we'll get together again next week, Nick. But for those that maybe need some help from Lloyd's Automotive, again, how do we find you guys? 
Absolutely. Feel free anytime during the week. Give us a call, 651-228-1316. And like I said earlier, if you're on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, don't hesitate to stop and say hi. We're at 982 Grand. And finally, I would really appreciate if you checked out our website at lloydsautomotive.net. Very good. Have a good week, Nick, and we'll uh, we'll talk next week from Lloyd's, and uh, be safe out there. Thank you, Denny. Next awful from Lloyd's Automotive. By the way, Jack Farrell's wine chat is straight ahead, and then Mary Meyer from the U of M is going to be fielding all of your lawn and garden questions in the 8 o'clock hour on our Smart Garden Show, and then 9 o'clock, Luke Panic filling in for Andy Lindis will be answering any kind of a deck or decking question you may have, among other things. So that's our lineup this morning here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.